I say you're going to make me ask. Why didn't you take up the mantle? When Steve first told me about the shield, the first words I said were, it feels like it belongs to someone else. Yeah. That someone else is Steve. <laughs> Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 144 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from a janitor's closet at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. My name is Tom. Thank you for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure you're following us on the social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the friends, family, enemies, loved ones, your pets, your neighbor's pets, all of that. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, uh, please give us those five-star reviews. They go a really long way to helping get the word out about the show and, and all the good content we're creating over here. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible. What? So many, more. So many, 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 many. And we're so excited to be back. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Remember, we are part of the 3BZ Network of Podcasts. Head over to 3BZine.com. You can check out all the shows on the network, like Beer Night in San Diego, this fine show, the TomCast Popcast, and our Star Wars-focused podcast, MandoVision, where I talk and gush about all the wonderful things going on in the Star Wars galaxy. My favorite place other than the Marvel Universe, which is where we spend a lot of our time on this podcast right now. Though, guess what? We will be dipping our toes in the waters of DC very, very soon. I want to, Before we get started with the show, I want to take the time to thank the incredible members of Pophead Nation, which the I'm sorry, the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, get access to super cool bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast that I recommend very highly. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, and our and our very own <laughs> our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California. Oh boy! Well, we have a heck of a show for you today. I think. I hope. We're really excited. We're really uh, uh, fired up today to talk about the first episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we're going to be doing that very very shortly. But I did want to take a little. A moment to to kind of pause and uh, offer a bit of an apology. We we've been off uh, on this podcast for the last for about two weeks or so, um, and that was not in, not necessarily by design. Uh, that was more of like a, just a, a, a confluence of events in life, kind of kind of happening all at once. Uh, but what what it what it gave us was an opportunity to uh, kind of plan things out, to kind of t- like have some discussions. I reached out to some of our, our frequent collaborator collaborators. And, and, and sort of uh, came up with some, with some fun ideas for some episodes moving forward for the rest of the year. And uh, I, I, I'm really excited with some of the ideas that we have coming up. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about those 
uh, maybe at the tail end of this episode, I'll, I'll give a little hint of some things to come. Uh, but, but the episode after this one is when we start to... We're, we're going to do some fun stuff. Don't, don't worry. The, the TomCast podcast uh, will, not, will not be taking a two-week break anytime soon because we have so much stuff to get into. It's going to be great. Uh, if you're coming over, if you're listening to the TomCast podcast for the, for the, for the first time, uh, you know because maybe, maybe you, you're listening to MandoVision and, and you think that's a lot of fun and you want to see what I'm up to over here, I should warn you, this show is a little bit more um, blue. In that sense, uh, yeah, I, this is the show where I say the, the, the dirty words, the swears, the cuss words, and I just want to put that out there ahead of time, uh, because this is where I kind of, you know, Star Wars is, this is, the, this is the safe place where I keep myself in check, you know? But here, sometimes, sometimes we talk, some movies we talk about make me so upset that I have to say the bad words, the potty, wor- the potty mouth words, and, and that's just how it is. So, so brace yourself if you're a new listener. Uh, I hope I don't offend by any means, that's not the intention at all. But sometimes I express myself with some uh, more creative word choices, <laughs> and I think it's a lot of fun. I think I'm a darn good uh, curse per- cursing person. <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever. All right, like I said, let's get into this week's show. We are here to talk about the first episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and and uh, yeah, this was a unique episode for sure. You'll get a lot of it's, it's sort of a table setting episode, but we're gonna talk about that with our guest. I am joined today once again by my brother Mark. On this, we're gonna hook up on the Skype in just a second, uh, and and we're gonna, we're gonna discuss all the good stuff, and and get ready. It will be spoiler for, spoiler centric, spoiler centric episode. We're gonna talk about all the nitty gritty stuff, and all the things that we 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 dug about this episode, and uh, maybe the things we didn't like so much about this episode. And and uh, well, we haven't talked about it in advance, so you're you're gonna get you're gonna get. You're gonna hear the opinions as I'm hearing them from Mark, as as he's spitting things out at me. Uh, um, I will be taking them in and reacting as 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 I normally do when when Mark has the hot takes. But it should be a good time, and we're gonna again we're gonna be doing these episodes every Friday uh, during the run of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So so later, you know, you watch that episode in the day or in the night whenever you're ready. And this episode is gonna be on your podcast machine on Fridays. Uh, evening time on the Pacific in in the Pacific time zone, but it will be there so that you can listen to it after you're done watching the show. And I feel like most people aren't crazy like me; they don't get up at three in the morning to watch the show before they go to work, like I do. Uh, but that's just how the that's just, that's just how it works sometimes. And and uh, and I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. Today I actually got up at two uh, thirty in the morning to watch the episode because I was having a terrible night uh, sleeping. So I just decided to get up. Watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I watched it about an hour's worth of uh, the just of of uh, the Zack Snyder uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League, and we'll be talking about that very very soon as well. Uh, so yeah, kind of a rough night for me, uh, but don't worry, we, we the Tomcast podcast will persevere. So let's get ready. Let's let's have a good time today, and and uh, you know again, if this is your first time, you got to do something very very important. You have to sit down, buckle up. Hold on to your butts, and then buckle up again. It's podcast time. Let's get to it. The whole point of making amends is to fulfill rule number three. You know, you're a cynic, Doc. Of course, I completed rule number three. I am no longer the Winter Soldier. I am James Bucky Barnes, and you're part of my efforts to make amends. All right, he's back. Join me. Via the Skype once again, my brother Mark. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? How are things going? 
Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me. How yeah. are you? You know, it's been so long since we talked last. <laughs> <laughs> Has it? Well, not really. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. You're back. We're we're you you committed to to covering the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series with me every Friday for the next six weeks. So you'll be sick of me in, in no time at all. But at least for this yep. right now, we had a little break between WandaVision and Falcon. So now we're ready to pick up uh, a, a, a different, a very different show than what we just watched on, on Disney+. Plus. Yes. <laughs> uh, before we get into the show, though, as we, do, as we are known to do on the TomCast podcast, we are having an alcoholic beverage. What are you drinking today, my friend? I'm drinking Lucky Luke's Millwright Oatmeal Stout. Well, well, well. How is that? Uh, pretty good. Solid. I can honestly say I've never heard of that one. Uh, it's a brewery in Palmdale, Lancaster area. Okay. Yeah, I've seen their cans, um, in the liquor store around the corner, and it just kind of struck my eye, so figured I'd give it a try. All right. Well, I have a new, I, I've had the, this brewery on a couple times already on the sh- um, previous episodes. I'm having another Smog City uh, beer from from the LA area. Uh, this is their nice. Solar Wind IPA, packed with the Waimea hops, Simcoe, and some Cascade, six point two percent IPA, and it is drinking a mighty fine on this lovely right. Friday in Southern California, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nice day. Pretty nice day. No complaints on this end either. Here in, in San Diego. All right, so let's let's kind of get into the show. Um, what was sort of like your first impressions of, of, of the show? It's, it's, this first episode is, I mean, okay, let me put it this way. Uh, I, I felt like this episode is very much uh, table setting. Yeah. Did that bother you? <laughs> no. I mean, I think that's how, that's how everything starts, right? You have to set everything up. Yeah. You have to spend time doing that. No, I agreed. And I thought what I thought was interesting about this was, I mean, this is not the first Marvel. Uh, well, I don't want to say show because I, I, this is not the first Marvel. Um, God, tell me think of a word. I, I, I don't want to say it's a show because we're going to talk about the shows in the movies. But like, this is the first asp- first time that we're kind of doing a, doing a serious take on post blip life okay. in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, outside of that one, what, I think it was like episode four of Wanda. That was kind of, that was somewhat serious, dealt a little bit with the ramifications of it. Yeah, but this show, I, I feel like it, it's talking about things, not just uh, uh, Sam and Bucky's, you know, post-blip lives, but you're kind of getting a little bit of a bigger taste of, of uh, the world post-blip. You know, we, we got a more of a comedic take on that from, from high schoolers in Spider-Man Far From Home. And you know right. we, got a, we got a you know a little bit of it from from WandaVision, but that was a much more personal, more focused version. Now we're kind of getting like the world at large, and uh, it's uh, I don't know. I thought it was uh, pretty unique. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was. I, I mean, I guess it's unique in the context of kind of what else Marvel Marvel has done with it so far. Um, but it felt a little a little vague. But again, that's kind of to be expected because it's only the first episode, and they're just they're just setting things up. Well, I, I wonder if if some of that's a little intentional because they want to kind of keep us 
off our balance a little bit because, you know, much like these characters who returned after five years being gone, they're probably a little off balance at the same time. So I wonder if they're trying to, if that's intentional. I think it might be intentional, but just for the reason, I, I think they want to leave themselves room to kind of play around in. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about particulars later on, but I, 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 I like this episode as, as a table setter for us, kind of reconnecting us with our, with our heroes, uh, post end game. This is our first time seeing Bucky and, and, and Sam post end game. Um, and, and kind of catching up on their lives and what they're, what they're doing, what they're going through, how they're experiencing things. I liked how it was, again, like you get a taste of kind of like what the world is like, but I thought the episode did handled really nicely uh, being very personal with these characters and kind of getting into their lives. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that was the, the, those were the strongest aspects of the episode. I, I liked the, the character stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, in an episode that is very much table setting, it was it was really nice to get some good uh, good solid uh, development because it it, it it as I watched this episode uh, this morning, um, I was kind of struck. It's like, oh man, we we've had Bucky and Sam in so many movies, and we feel like we know so much about them, uh, but there's so much that we we don't get to explore because uh, those films are so uh, action oriented and, and driven, and you know you, you get character stuff in there, but not to this depth. Right. I mean, yeah, like, you know, I I definitely think we did feel like we knew Falcon a little bit, but I don't think I ever felt like we knew Winter Soldier. He always felt a little underdeveloped, so it's, it's nice for them to be going into that. Hey, hey fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so let, let's talk about the opening of the episode. I really enjoyed how action-packed it was. It just kind of threw us in right away. We find out that Sam's working for the Air Force. He's kind of like their uh, secret weapon, I guess, in a, in a sense. He's a special asset. You know, they, he gets to right. do the missions that are uh, rather hard to do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I thought was interesting, in the, they refer to Sam as an Avenger, but we, we still don't really know the status of the Avengers going forward. That's still not something we're really... That that seems to be like Marvel's big secret right now. Like like what is what is the construct of the Avengers right now? You know, do they even exist as as an entity, or is it just like, hey, these are the guys who were the Avengers and they brought everyone back from the blip and they beat Thanos and all's good? Yeah, it kind of seems like they're they're not really around anymore. Like they're they're not a team. No, I mean they have they don't have a headquarters anymore. They that got kind of blown to smithereens. That is. For sure, <laughs> but yeah, we—I mean, we see the Sam still doing his thing. He's got the Falcon gear. Uh, he's again—he's—it's—it he, something later in the episode made it sound like he's sort of a, a government contractor to, in a, in a sense. Yeah, and yeah. and he's he's still he's still being the Falcon, uh, you know, despite Cap giving him the shield. Uh, it seems like it's a—I don't know. What was your take on that? Uh, do you think it's like a burden that Sam's not quite prepared for? Or, uh, like, how did that read to you? Like, him deciding not to pick up the shield and go for the costume because, uh, you know, uh, War Machine makes a cameo in this uh, and, and asks him pretty, pretty directly, like, why didn't he take up the mantle? Right. And, I mean, I think you were right. I, I think it is that he just feels like it, it's too much of a burden that it's shoes that are too big for him to fill. 
Well, I th- and I thought it was interesting, too, uh, because I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, because this episode in particular, and I'm assuming this will be kind of an overarching theme throughout the series, uh, will be legacy. And and we through this episode, we find that Sam has a strong sense of, of legacy. Like, he is uh, fighting with his sister to, to uh, uh, preserve his parents' legacy as, as fishermen in, in uh, Louisiana, and, and he has that mm-hmm. real strong sense of legacy, but it seems like his interpretation of, of, of the Captain America legacy is to let it stop with Steve because no one can live up to that, that legacy anymore. It, it's, it's, a, it's sort of a weird way to protect the legacy, the way this show opens, at mm-hmm. least. Right. I mean, I kind of agree with him. Okay. Hey, no, it's, it's fair enough, and it, it, I'm assuming that's, it, uh, that seems to be the, the, the reason why he uh, ends up Donating, donating the shield to what he assumes will be a, a, a Captain America uh, uh, display, permanent exhibit, perhaps at the nationals at the National Smithsonian in, in D.C. And he thinks that's the right. right move, you know, because no one will ever be Steve Rogers again. And he and he says it, you know, he talks about how he said like the the, the shield feels like it belongs to somebody else, and, and that that person was Steve. Mm-hmm. So it is. I we find we find Sam in an interesting place. He's very comfortable with his role as the Falcon, but the idea of, of becoming more than just that, you know, the idea of having to become a symbol and becoming a, a, a sort of living legend, uh, doesn't seem like something he wants to take on. Yeah. That's <laughs> understandable. Yeah. I mean, is, is there, is there anything you think I'm missing? Is there any, any aspect to, to, you know, these, these opening moments with Sam that, that, um, uh, you, you found, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I had that resonate with you. I'm, I mean, I, I think, I think you pretty much nailed it. Okay. Yeah. No, fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's the first episode of table setting, and I don't think they're they're not. This show, unlike WandaVision, isn't going to be a mystery box. Like they're they're going to put this stuff out there. It's going to be pretty easy for us to pick up and and and, and talk about because, uh, I mean. Especially as comic book readers, I mean, you and I, we understand legacy and 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 uh, that that sense of tradition that that's that superheroes and comic books in general have always ha- held for you know eighty years or whatever it is now. Right. So uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of where we find ourselves. Though I I do I still think that it was an interesting decision for for. I personally thought it was an interesting decision for him to donate the the shield to a museum. I think I would have just kept that tucked away somewhere <laughs> because uh, uh, unlike Sam, apparently I don't trust the government. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, right. I mean, you know, it's been revealed. I mean, shield in winter soldier turned out to be completely, uh, what taken over by Hydra. And, you know, it was revealed that there were members of Hydra in, in Congress. So yeah, it was, it was pretty trusting, but I think, I think also he's probably thinking like, oh, you know, the Smithsonian, how, you know, like a, that's a pretty innocuous organization. So it's yeah, maybe, sure. Maybe that was his train of thought. But, we, but, we, you know, we, we sort of uh, meet this, this, uh, department of, it was the department of justice. I can't remember exactly this, the, the, uh, I will, I wasn't sure. Yeah, but he's a, he's some kind of government guy who's at the at the ceremony for for the this uh, exhibit on on Steve and Captain America, uh, and and he's thanking uh, Sam for turning in the shield, 
and he says it's the right, you know it was the right decision and and um i i, I think we're going to have more to talk about with with that comment when we get to next week's episode because of the way this this show ended this week and obviously yeah. and obviously i mean like listen we don't have to go in chronological order here but we we uh, sam's decision to, to to turn in the shield i mean very quickly in the in the series blows up in his face as they anoint a new captain america right and it will be uh, John Walker is the character's name, played by uh, by uh, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's kid. Yes. And uh, we we only get a glimpse of him in in a Captain America uniform. Uh, but let, let let's kind of cut to the chase a little bit here. Like, what like, what do you think is going to happen with this? That with this new Captain America is this is 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 John Walker going to be a, a symbolic Captain America, like like a like a mascot, or does he have some kind of derivation of the of the of the super soldier serum. I mean, right now it just seems like he's going to be like a mascot, like, like what Steve was, you know, at the, at the start of the first Captain America movie. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, you know, like you said, it's the first episode and it seems like it's too soon to tell if he's got some sort of, you know, super soldier serum in him. Um, I, I, I don't get the sense that he does, but, you know, we don't have much to go on. Yeah, and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we, we can make some predictions, uh, you know, a little later in this episode here, in this recap. Because um, I, I did think it was interesting, and the reason why I, saw, I thought of that was, uh, you know, Rhodey and, and Sam are having that conversation about the S.H.I.E.L.D. and the legacy and they're they're in the exhibit. They're in the Smithsonian exhibit, and they're kind of looking at a lot of the propaganda pieces for Captain America. You know, the buy war bonds and and, and all those things. And I so yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was kind of it's, it felt like it was kind of planted in my head. The, the sort of the way that that Steve was used as 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 a, as a, a war bond salesman in, in the in the first Avenger. Right. Even though he did have the super soldier serum at the time. Yeah. Well, you know he him in that silly costume and no one's gonna take him seriously well he did get to punch hitler in the face 147 times i think did he do that <laughs> it, was, it was part of like the show remember no i don't remember oh no. you know, he, yeah he makes, sorry he makes a comment to i forget who he says the comment to if it's to stark or to tommy lee jones's general character how he's knocked out adolf hitler 147 times or some some number like that okay yeah it sounds sounds familiar <laughs> okay uh all right so let's, let's kind of i don't want to get too far there i, I want to talk about uh where we catch up with with uh with bucky barnes and bucky right. in therapy yeah. bucky uh going through the through the process of of, of dealing with his, his role as the winter soldier uh he ha- we learned that he has been pardoned but as part of his his uh his his government pardon. He has to go to uh, like a therapy slash counseling kind of situation. Uh, he has to try to forgive himself and make it make atonement for the wrongs that he's done. He has a list of people he has to um, go through these steps with, and uh, we yeah. see rather hilariously the way he deals with a, uh, a, a basically a Hydra senator who he helped put in, yeah. into place, and and how he tries yeah. to get her ixed out of there. Right. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, that was good. I I enjoyed that. Uh, what do you, what do you think about where we find Bucky? Uh, I liked it. I think it, I think it makes sense for the character. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, 
I didn't like how the therapy session was handled, uh, cinematically speaking. I was gonna they, they I, just. I wanted to ask you about that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up I, I, because, kind of like what I what I was saying earlier was was you know you kind of had like this big broad scope, of, of of world events kind of thing happening, but then you had like these really like up close in your face kind of shots of, the therapist and and a Bucky and I was like, is this supposed to be? I don't know. I, I was like, is this supposed to be like showing how how like personal we're getting? Like, cause we're like confronting truths kind of thing or like what, I, I wasn't sure what, what your read on that might be. I mean, I think that's what they were going for, but to me it just kind of felt like someone trying to be artistic and just taking it too far because I thought as the scene played on, you know, we should have moved out more um because there were there was more stuff being being said in that scene that i think we wanted um we should have seen more emotion on both characters faces and i also thought in terms of cutting it didn't in terms of editing it didn't really work because there were times they were they were jumping from from medium shots into those really extreme close-ups and it, it, it just felt a little bit wonky to me and, and it took me out of it yeah it wasn't it wasn't my uh my favorite aspect uh of the episode um it, it, it yeah i think I, I think it did kind of take me out of it a little bit because it just it was it was just a little uh i, I guess i'll just go with jarring and i thought for the most part the episode was, was directed uh very very well by 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 kari uh, kari skoglund and and i just thought that was a weird choice for that, for yeah. that scene was was to kind of be in their faces for for each bit of dialogue. Yeah, no, I like I said, I, I thought so too. Okay, all right, yeah, but I I, I kind of like this 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 um sort of haunted, guilt ridden Bucky. You know, he had he talks about I like how he talked about having a, a little bit of peace when he was in Wakanda, but mm-hmm. that was sort of hiding from his past at the same time. So he knows he has to, he has to kind of confront the things that, that he feels responsible for, even though he was mind controlled and, and all that good stuff. Right. So, so we're finding these characters and, and you know, when we dovetail back into Sam's story, when, when he goes down to, to meet up with his sister and, and we find out that uh, just because Sam's an Avenger doesn't mean he can fix every single thing, especially all the stuff going wrong with his family. Um, yeah. It, it, I thought that was really interesting. I, I wanted to ask you about the, the scene at the bank where he's trying to get the loan. And he thinks that just because he's an Avenger, basically, it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it doesn't go that way. Um, what, what, how'd that play for you? And what did you, um, take, from, what did you take from it? I'm not really sure what I took from it. It played a little, a little cringy to me. And I think, I, I mean, I think that's what they were going for because, because you know, the, the, banker the banker was so. Yeah. Yeah, it was like being a, a fanboy, um, and but but even Falcon was a little cringy the way he was he was playing it up and and trying to use it to kind of sell himself, you know, understandable though. Um, but as far as what I took from, I, I didn't really take much of anything from it. it. Just seemed like, you know, kind of typical cold banker. Sorry, we'd like to help, but we can't. And, and that's that. Did you take any any uh, racial overtones from it? I was see. I was wondering if they were going for that, and I 
Not, not really. Yeah, I was wondering the the way I kind of read it was it it seemed like uh, uh Sam's sister uh was was very much aware uh, his sister's name is Sarah by the way in the, in the show. It seemed like Sarah was very okay. much aware of the fact that the, the this bank was not going to be giving uh loans to 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 and black people basically. Yeah, I mean that's what it seemed like they were going for. I just didn't I don't know. It, it didn't. Uh, they, they, they didn't sell it to me. Yeah, I, I, I think. In, in, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say in that regard. Okay. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the racial stuff is gonna come. I think there will be some racial stuff in the in the in this show. I think it's gonna be something that we talk about. It's something I want to talk about once we get a little bit further in the show because I do think it's gonna play. Um, yeah. But I. That that scene where where Sam is 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 shaking hands with that Department of Justice guy and and he's telling Sam how he did the, the right thing, I, mm-hmm. I I feel like in in I just felt like that was just oozing with like racial overtones like because like a black man shouldn't have Captain America's shield kind of thing you know what I mean? I really hope they're not going that direction with it, but maybe. Well, I mean, look look let's look at, at let's look at Wyatt Russell as John Walker. You know this this new mascot Captain America that they may have on their hands. You know, blonde hair, blue eyed, all American boy, right? Yeah, I mean, I not, get it. Not quite reflective of of of, of the you know twenty twenty one diverse America that we actually live in. Correct. I don't know. This is only the first episode. I I might be projecting a little bit, but uh, I I'm also I I think there's going to be a lot of I I think this show would would uh, um. I think it would be a mistake not to kind of confront some racial issues, you know, in in, in the sense that Marvel would be able to, you know, like Marvel's not going to do like a, a a deep dive kind of situation, you know, and uh, exploring you know racism in the Amer- in, in America, uh, you know, like a, like some kind of documentary on CNN or whatever. But you know, I think it's fair to address it, though. I mean, it's it's fair to address it, but I, I think that. That actually is my concern, though, is that if they do address it, they aren't going to be able to do a deep dive on it. And therefore, they're not really going to be able to do it justice. And it it definitely has the potential to come off as being very ham handed and and preachy about it. And like you said, we're only one episode in, so we'll see what happens with it. But. You know, I think hmm, what? Like I said, we'll see. Yeah, we will. We will. We will see, Mark. Okay, we will see. Okay. Well, I, I've I've speculated on the show. You 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 may have heard uh, that they may get into the uh, the Isaiah Bradley stuff from the Marvel comics. You know how uh, the government used uh, black soldiers as guinea pigs when they were developing the super soldier serum, but they would never let one become Captain America. Have we talked about that? I don't. No, I, I mean I've mentioned it in speculation on, on some other episodes of the podcast. That's all I meant. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. And um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I, 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 again, this is a table setting episode. You know, they're just kind of starting to put some of the cards on the table, and I think there's be plenty of stuff to get into later on. I mean, we have. I think the. I think the show is running for six episodes. They're all about forty-five minutes a pop, so like we're gonna get a, a a lot of stuff here. Yeah, 
I want to. Uh, I, I, actually, since we since we already brought up John Walker, I should I should say that that is how the episode ends with with Sam watching the TV and seeing this new Captain America introduced. You know, only a handful of days after he turned the shield into the government, basically to the Smithsonian display, and they were like, "Man, we got we got our own plans here." Yeah. So, so that's how the episode ends, and and I'm assuming Sam's not going to respond well to that. I'm also assuming Bucky will not respond well to that. No. <laughs> uh, let Let's go back to Bucky a little bit here, because because we haven't talked about okay. the the you know he's having the nightmares about his time as a Winter Soldier. Uh, we see him in the with this this friendship he has um, with with with, the, with an Asian American gentleman, older Asian American gentleman. You know, he takes him out to lunches and stuff like that. And we, we find out through the course of the episode uh, that that Bucky's responsible for his son's death. And this is part of him trying to make amends. But he, he can't bring himself to admit that he's the one who took that man's son from him. Right. Um, I really I really liked that aspect of the show. I thought that was a really strong, um, a, a, just a really strong portion of the episode. No, I think so too. I, I, this is what I was saying earlier when I said I like the the character stuff. I was really thinking about about that stuff with 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 Bucky and and the old man. Yeah, I I, I think Sebastian Stan plays it really really well. Uh, the way he's sort of haunted, but he really likes this guy, and he wants to kind of he does kind of want to be his friend. Uh, but the guilt is always going to be there, you know, when he comes to his apartment right. in the episode, and and that's when we when we connect the dots. That the guy we saw him kill in the, in the dream, or in the in, now we know was a memory, um, right. was uh, Yori. I think his name was Yori. His his he killed his son, and uh, just I, I don't know. I like that. I like I like those kind of haunted characters, um, especially ones who are are trying to make right, but but still have a hard time doing so. Yeah, no, it, it was it was good. He he played it well, and I I thought the old man played it well. Should we talk about uh about uh, uh Bucky's awkward date? <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> what would you like to say about it? Because uh, uh, Yori hooks him up. Just... Yori hooks him up with a very lovely lady from that restaurant, and uh, it, yes. that is a weird date though. They just hang out in the restaurant after hours. They drink some beers. They play some Battleship, which Bucky's yeah. not good at. Bucky's not good at Battleship at all. No, I I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought it seemed like a a fun a fun date actually, but um, then he just gets up and leaves. Yeah, and I was like, that was rude. <laughs> it was kind of rude, wasn't it? But again, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I think you're seeing how this guy's just haunted by by his actions, and and he's having this conversation where like he you know she's trying to get to know him and and him open up and. Uh, you know, even when he's being honest, she can't take him seriously because, you know, he tells her that he's 106 years old. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I get it. I see what they're going for. But at the same time, I don't know, you couldn't wait to end the date properly or you couldn't <laughs> excuse yourself. You just, like, get up and walk out and leave her being like, what? I mean, they said earlier in the episode that that is his and the old man's favorite restaurant. So they're going to go back there. He's going to see her again. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> That's all. That, 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 that was the main thing I took away from it. Hey, you know, Jay, I I am a, a I am a big fan of manners, so I I, I definitely agree with you on that. 
Right. Uh, let's turn the page a little bit here. I know we talked a lot about Sam and 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 uh, Bucky at this point, and kind of like where they are as the show's picking up. Uh, but I'm I'm curious uh, what you think of some of our you know the the little bit that we've seen of our of, of villains so far. You know, we opened up with that great action sequence with with Sam being deployed by the Air Force to uh, rescue uh, that uh, that Air Force captain uh, from Batrock the Leaper. Did did you think that was a great action sequence? I enjoyed it. Did you not? I kind of, I, I mean, it was fine. I kind of tuned out after a few minutes of it. It was like, okay. Oh, I like the way they're able to, to use use uh, uh, Sam's uh, you know wings to, to do all kinds of neat little things and, and the, the the aerial acrobatics involved and the the aerial I, combat stuff. You know, it's like kind of like part Top Gun, part I, Marvel I, comic. I, 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 yeah, I, I I don't disagree, but I I don't know. It kind of it it didn't really hold my attention. I felt like it could have been five minutes shorter. Yeah, I mean maybe, but I I don't yeah. know. I I liked it. I like I liked the back and forth aspect of it. All right. You know, I mean, it was a slower episode, so why not have a big action set piece to kind of open the show? No, that yeah. I mean, I I understand that that's what they're going for. Um, I did. I, I I wanted to ask you though about Sam's. Excuse me. Um, I wanted to ask about Sam's wings, mm-hmm. the fucking wings. I don't know. Did, did have they explained like how they work? I mean, not like, really. Like I mean, is he is he controlling them at all times? Is there like some kind of Neuralink? Does it have a sensor or something in it that that it can act on its own in order to protect him? Because if he's controlling it all the time, he's got some wicked fast reflexes. Well, you got to, man. Come on. I, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, but I was just curious. No, I, you know, I think they gave like a like a, a kind of basic explanation of, of how it works uh, back in the Winter Soldier film. Um, yeah. But also at this yeah. point too, like like, w- would it shock you to find out that like you know Stark monkeyed around with that? you know for a little bit and, and maybe did make some kind of like neural hookup there or whatever and and made it more intuitive for Sam to respond quicker to things I don't you know I don't know they it's 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 a marvel show they could easily come up with, with a million different explanations yeah and i mean that's fine i would just kind of like to see that I, I would just like to know like how it works so that so so that they can't just like get away with you know, kind of anything and use it as like a convenient plot device to, to get him out of a scenario. Like if, like if we know the, the limitations of, of the wings, then, then we know kind of what his weaknesses are. His weakness is fighting Other Ant-Man. Than just being, is fighting what? Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ant-Man takes him down. Right. Did he? I, I, don't, I remember the scene. I don't remember how it ended in Ant-Man. <laughs> well, what but did, Ant-Man just like ran away. What did you think of uh, seeing Batrock again? Well, at first I didn't even recognize him. And then when he started fighting, I was like, oh, is that is that Batrock the Leaper? That's right, Batrock the Leaper. Yeah, Not, not Batrock the I, Leper, that's a different guy different different guy um and then and then i was and then i thought like yeah he was the guy captain america fought on the boat and yeah right to open winter soldier yes and it was like okay so no i i i I thought they killed him in winter soldier i I thought he died so i was like oh oh i guess i 
you know, I've, I've seen these movies like once. So I'm like, okay, I guess I just misremembered that. <laughs> well, the, I think the question is, do, 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 do they kill him this time or does he escape with his bear, t- you know, by the hair on his chinny chin chin again? Well, I think by comic book logic, we did not see him die. Therefore, he's still around. Yeah. No, I was I was just kind of excited to see uh, George St. Pierre uh, 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 doing something because uh, I feel like the last time I saw him was in The Winter Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it was fun. Like that, like I, I enjoyed the hand-to-hand stuff in the, uh, in, in the plane. Yeah, no, I, I, I like seeing Batrock. Uh, our other villains that we're introduced to are the Flag Smashers, which appear to be a, a, a sort of a worldwide terrorist group um, that preferred life during the blip when, when half the population was gone. Other than that, we don't know too much about them. They wear the masks. They have like the bloody handprint on them. Uh, what do you yeah. th- what do you think of them so far? Um, I'm I'm interested. Uh, obviously, their leader has some kind of uh, meta strength. Yeah. Um, it seemed to be. But I'll. It's. I'm sorry. It, I was just gonna say. It, it seemed to be implied that they they thought maybe he was a Winter Soldier. I thought. That, I thought that seemed to be what they were saying. I, see, I didn't get what they were saying. I thought. I, I thought they should have said something more about it, but you know, first episode, I'm sure we'll go into it. Oh yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm guessing Zemo is going to be behind these guys. Is he? Well, I mean, yeah, they haven't said anything, but we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen Zemo yet. We have not seen Agent Carter yet. Uh, two characters who uh, should have a bigger role probably in episode two, I would imagine. At some point, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely at some point, right? <laughs> Episode six. Well, let's hope Zemo shows up a bit earlier than that. <laughs> what do you? Uh, I mean, obviously we know Zemo's in it. They've been showing him in the trailers, um, but yeah, I mean, do you think this is like he's somehow out, and uh, this is the the Flag Smashers are uh, his tools? I mean. Just because we know he's in the show, I feel like that's kind of the the implication. But I mean, I could easily see them doing something else with Zemo as well, and that maybe Zemo doesn't doesn't like the what are they called the flag smashers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I hate I feel like I keep saying it, but it's like yeah, I mean, it it can go either way at this point. We don't we don't have a whole lot I think to speculate on. Yeah, there's there's a lot to to start to. I don't know. This is this is um, you know much like the way uh, I I feel like this show will be very much in the vein of Winter Soldier. So it'll be sort of like that that uh, you know espionage spycrafty kind of thing, but with like the Marvel superhero flair. So I'm expecting like right. some twists and turns along the way here that maybe things aren't quite as clear cut as we think they are. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've actually secretly wondered if if uh, if maybe Zemo's not the bad guy that we're thinking he's going to be in this because maybe, or if he is, if he's if he's starting to pull the con and like they're they're going to get to like some some point in the in the Marvel universe where we're going like, to get like a Thunderbolts movie or a Thunderbolts show. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, Thunderbolts is pretty awesome. For for anyone listening who's not aware of yeah. the Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts started off initially as as a plan by Baron Zemo uh, to have a gang of supervillains. Uh, disguised as superheroes, G- 
gain the trust of the world, and then take it all over, basically. Yep. And that was a fun. Awesome. That was a fun comic for a while. For a little bit, yeah. I yeah. think eventually, like all comics, it went south. Well, you know, I mean, uh, an idea like that, like you can only go so far and so long with it before you know the cat's out of the bag, and and then you have to kind of deal with the fallout of all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but but part of me wonders if they'll go that direction with Zemo or, uh, or not, or if he's just going to be outright villain Zemo, which is I'm okay with that too. Yeah, yeah, I'll be um, just as far as the the flag smashers go. I'll be curious to see if they kind of go into their sort of rationale as to why life was better during the blip. Yeah, because I, I, right now we we only have like a couple lines about it. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that is. Uh, I I would like to know a little bit more about why they think that and and, um, yeah. I, I'm curious if you actually remember the character Flag Smasher. Nope. All right, uh, I'm gonna send you a picture because he is—he does not have a good look. It was—it was a singular person. It was not like a terrorist group. It was a—it was a villain known as the Flag Smasher. And of course, you know, you fight Captain America when you're called the Flag Smasher. <laughs> that makes sense. So, I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm actually kind of uh, uh, excited for this change because he is kind of a dopey character i'll be honest a lot of a lot of caps rogue galleries ha- has uh, some dopey villains in it sure yeah um there you go i just uh i just uh, sent you a, a text image of flag smasher see what you think of that puppy did you because i just got a blank word balloon oh well all right then never mind Rats. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. Um, yeah, again, we don't know too much about our, our villains for this for the show. We don't know how straightforward it's going to be. Is Zemo pulling the strings? Is Zemo not pulling the strings? Um, I don't know. I, I I'm really excited. I I really want us to watch this show. Uh, it ended with the, the 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 reveal of the new Captain America and Sam's reaction to that. Again, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out. Do you have any predictions you want to make? Um, no. Yeah. I, I again. There, this was kind of this was this first episode was, was going to be kind of a tough one to talk about because uh, because there was so much table setting. But I like where we find our characters when we catch up with them. I like getting to see a little bit of Sam's uh, uh, life outside of the costume. You know, meeting his sister and his nephews, uh, the the financial problems they're having, uh, sort of like the the uh, his sister's feelings towards him. Uh, with him being gone for the five years, and and she struggled to keep the family, you know, afloat and everything. Uh, I liked a lot of that stuff, and then obviously Bucky, yeah. another, another character who was gone for five plus years, comes back and and has to deal with the fallout of all all his actions. So yeah. I, I I like where we get to catch up with our characters. Um, I, I've always liked the Winter Soldier as a, as a character in the comics because uh, of the kind of complicated nature of of of, of his relationship with, with Steve and everything like that. Um, the Falcon's a character that I grew to like over time, but I, you know, I'll be honest, I never loved that costume that he wore, he wore back in the day. It's gotten better in recent years, but that, that original one, that red, red and white one, ooh boy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was a bit, it was a bit silly. It was like one of the deepest V's ever. That was a lot of chest. Yeah. <laughs> well, that then, you know, I mean, they just didn't have the the character quite 
figured out, you know, because like he had like a suit with like actual feathers on it. Yeah, it's very much more more of a comic book, you know, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and and what Red Wing is like a an actual like a real hawk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 uh, <laughs> they they may have changed it, but I knew at one point he could like see through the hawk's eyes or something like that. Oh wow! Okay, what was it? Was he was he like a a metahuman in in the comics? I was trying I to remember. So. I don't think he was. I, I thought yeah. he was like a, a character that 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 uh, that Steve Rogers met like. Um, in in like Harlem or something like that, and they befriended him that way, or maybe I'm, I might be mixing up Luke Cage, but uh, jogging I, through Harlem, yeah, on his left, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember necessarily like the 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 first meeting between the characters in the comics. Unfortunately, maybe I'll have to, like maybe I'll have to look that up before our next episode. Um, but no, 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 I mean, I'm I'm really excited for the for the show. Uh, I really like the, this these actors. In these roles, I, I think I think the dynamic between and we saw it in in Civil War and and uh, in the Avengers movies. But I really uh, I really like uh, 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 Anthony Mackie and, and Sebastian Stan. I, I think they have a really fun dynamic. Yeah, I, I think I said it on the last episode I was on. I, I think their their relationship together looks to be the kind of the highlight of the show. Yeah, um, and you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I generally don't sit around and watch a ton of like interviews with celebrities and stuff like that, but the ones they've been doing are pretty funny. <laughs> like, they actually seem to like each other in real life too, which is good. That's good. Yeah, I like Anthony Mackie. I, he's hilarious. Whenever I see him in a, in an interview, like if he's on like Conan O'Brien or something like that, like like he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. So, so that's not surprising. No, and uh, he's he's really Anthony Mackie's really put in. I mean, a lot of work to become a, a guy who can, you know, be like the co-lead of a of a, of a Marvel series. Yeah, you know, he's come he's come a long way from some of the movies that he started off in. First thing I ever saw him in was uh, We Are Marshall. There you go, We Are Marshall. Good one, yeah, good yeah. one. And I think the next time I saw him was uh was what like like Real Steel. Do you remember that one? Oh, was he in that? He's in Real. I Steel. I saw it, but I don't remember yeah. him in it. He's in a real steal. Um, what else? Pain and Gain. Did you see that with The Rock and Mark Wahlberg? He's in that one. Hell no. <laughs> Excuse me. No, it's not. The, it's not The Rock's best work, but you know, hey, it's a movie. It's it's not any of those people's best work. <laughs> but I'm mean, I'm just saying, like that that he's an he's an actor who's uh, put uh, kind of put in some dues. That's for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And he's good though. I I like him. Yeah, me too. I, I again, this is a cast, and these are, these are characters. I you know I love those Captain America movies, so I, I really want to see the the next step. And and uh, you know I'm assuming by the at the end of this, you know Sam does find him in a place, find himself in the place to uh, be the Captain America for the you know the 21st century here. But uh, you know we'll see. Right, I guess we'll see if that's how it shakes yeah. out. Sorry, no. no. I was just gonna say. I guess, I guess if I could make a prediction, that that would be it. Is that I feel like it it, it probably ends with him taking the shield. Did you ever see? Uh, you know, there was that era in the in the in the, in the comic books from a couple of years ago when uh, uh, Steve had been uh, the the super soldier serum had failed and it had aged him up to like you know his actual age, uh, and and Sam became Captain America for a while. Did you ever see the the pictures of that costume that was sort of like a hybrid? of cap and the falcon together yeah it was like mostly 
white, I think, with like some some blue in it, and still had the star on the chest. Yeah, I think I always thought that was a really cool yeah. costume. Uh, yeah, that was a good look. I, I like that costume. I, I would not be uh, uh, unhappy to see a, a, a version of that costume make its debut in the end of the show. Yeah. Well, speaking of looks, I went ahead and looked up some images of Flag Smasher. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. You love it? <laughs> you just like the giant mace. <laughs> this This ridiculous black and white costume with, like, a WWE style championship <laughs> belt. Yeah, that's like, cool. yeah, this is great. Red, the the red, the white, the 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 or the the red lining and the black cape and and the white and the mace. Yeah, it's awesome. Please, please do that. <laughs> you know, it's it should be noted. It should be noted too uh, that that prior to uh, Sam getting the the shield in the comic books. Uh, there was a stretch where Bucky had it too, so you know. I, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if there's sort of a, um, if if they're supposed to if there's supposed to be some sort of competition between the two. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's not the case. I feel like that's not it at all, right? Well, I I think from the trailers, there's kind of a a competition between, between the, the two, two, but not not to become Captain America or to become the Shield Bearer, you know. No, because I, I don't think either one of them really wants it. So, you know, to go back to what you were saying about legacy, though, it seems like, you know, the shield will be the the torch to be passed on from character to character and that, you know, Falcon will probably have it for a little bit and then, you know, Bucky will probably have it for a little bit unless Marvel just says, well, we need to bring back Captain America and they get a new Captain America. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I still think I, I still think this will be uh, the Falcons' time to be Cap. Um, and I think that'll be interesting. I, yeah. I, I think it's a good time to tell stories like that, you know? And I and I, I applaud sure. Marvel for... for, for thinking outside the box here a little bit because you know dc is is i i don't i don't want to come out attacking dc necessarily but you know they're a little stuck in their legacies where you know we, we can never see on uh, it, it seems unthinkable that we'd ever have a batman on, on on in movie theaters who isn't bruce wayne you know what i mean amen to that <laughs> No, um, I mean, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I also think that just has to do with the fact that, you know, we've had Chris Evans for so long as Captain America. And so a passing of the torch feels right and it feels earned as well. Whereas, you know, I mean, we, I mean, I mean, hell, you know, they, they tried to pass the torch in, in Dark Knight Rises you know, it just didn't, it didn't go over so well. And we had, you know, we had Christian Bale only for, for three movies and, and it wasn't really connected to anything else. So I feel like if, if DC were to kind of, you know, get their shit together and actually string together a, a coherent cinematic universe, um, that maybe we could get to that point. But because they're always starting over and, and rebooting, it's it's like we can't ever we can't ever get to that. 
No, and I I think that's one reason why I, I one of the many reasons why I enjoy the Marvel universe cinematic universe so much is because it does seem like we're you know we're we're paying homage to the to the legacy to what started it, but we're 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 uh, progressing through the characters, you know, and it's it's you know and the different takes on them that have existed over the time. Like I, I really dig that. Yeah, no, I I think that's cool. You know, and, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, we, we got Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but, like, maybe we're not too far away from uh, Miles Morales being the one on the silver screen. Yeah, it's a real possibility. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's that, that's kind of the cool part, because, again, like I said, Marvel seems to be doing a good job of honoring the legacy of their characters, and, and but mm-hmm. still making them relevant and, and different and, and respecting how the audience has changed over the years and, and just, I don't know, being... You know, being diverse without being being like forced diversity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know. I think, I, like you said, it, it it's part of it's part of Marvel's legacy, and they've they've done stories like this in the comics, and and um, you know, just just what we were saying that you know because they because they have this cinematic universe and everything's kind of interconnected they they can get to that point where they can do those things and and yeah just unfortunately DC can't i i wish they could but you know well and, and i mean you said it earlier like uh, Mar- marvel's earned it you know they've earned uh, our our trust yeah in you know. in, in, a, in a way that, that warner brothers unfortunately has not so hey whatever yeah cuz like yeah like i mean i mean i just imagine you know, if you if you had a, a an equivalent DC cinematic universe and, and you had the same actor playing Batman for what what how many how many movies was Chris Evans Captain America in like ten or something? <laughs> I don't know if it's quite you have that many, but yeah, in, sure. What's that? Ah, maybe it was ten actually. Now that I think about it, because they have all the little cameos and everything else. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to is like all, all the cameos and stuff like that. And and so and so then, you know, maybe they could get to a point where they put Dick Grayson in under the cowl and, and stuff like that. So Well don't worry. We'll we'll have more of a chance to talk about DC uh, very, very soon because uh, you're gonna be joining me yes. in the in the very near future as you and I are going to talk about the Snyder Cut. I'm so excited. You you've blocked this. out four hours and two minutes of your life so you can watch that tonight, and uh, we are going to reconvene very shortly after you've done so and uh, talk about it for this very podcast. Yep. Can't <laughs> wait. All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else to say about Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, this first episode. Do you? Nope. Yeah, I don't. You know, hey. it's a solid start we'll see where they go you know what I think that's a perfect way to put it it's a solid start it it gives us a nice introduction Uh, lets us see where our characters are after the the end of Endgame and uh, yeah I should say this is uh, season 1 episode 1 it's called New World Order that seems to make a certain amount of sense as we're getting to see what this New World Order looks like and uh, again uh, directed by uh, uh, Kari Skogland and uh, written by Malcolm Spellman as the main writer, I think there's a bunch more other uh, helping hands on this one as well. But Malcolm Spellman sure. is the main one for the for this episode. Actually, as I'm looking at it on IMDb, IMDb all, the other, all the other credits go to comic book creators. So Malcolm Spellman gets sole TV credit for the writing of this. Mm, interesting. Yeah, on IMDb they also give credits to uh, 
Gene Cullen, Jack Kirby, Stanley, Joe Simon, uh, Steve Epstein, and Ed Brubaker, because those two, Epstein and Brubaker, created Winter Soldier, so. Right, yeah. All right, man. Well, we're going to we're gonna wrap it up. You and I are coming back. We're going to talk about Snyder Cut, and then uh, next Friday, episode two of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sounds good. All right, thanks, dude. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Commander-in-Chief, it is with great honor that we announce here today that the United States of America has a new hero. Join me in welcoming your new Captain America. Hey, there it is. That's the episode. That's the conversation we just had, my brother Mark and I, about the very first episode, New World Order, of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, a, a series that I think we're both really excited about. And I think got off to a strong start, you know, a little bit more uh, character centric, a little bit more table setting. Uh, but with that ending that you just heard right there, uh, I think we're we're gonna put put both of our heroes on uh, on immediate notice, and and uh, this threat of the flag smashers, and eventually the threat of Zemo himself, the return of Agent Carter, the young Agent Carter. Uh, oh man, oh man, this 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 show is gonna get. Rocking and rolling real, real soon. We, you know, we we only got a taste of our villains for this for the for the series, uh, but it's gonna be a lot of fun to kind of dive in and, and get our teeth around a meteor piece of the, of the show moving forward. And uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff to, to kind of get into as far as uh, themes and 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 uh, some of the overarching ideas that are gonna be put forth and and, and some of the 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 um the notions of, of legacy and, and uh, legends, living legends, that will be challenged by the show. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to kind of get into, and, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really stoked. I hope you all are enjoying this episode. Again, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on, on character stuff. There wasn't a lot of action stuff to get into, other than that opening sequence, which I liked and my brother didn't. But I think moving forward, you know, as the plot kind of... Uh, 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 as we get more of the plot and as our, our stage grows for this, for the show, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I mentioned it before uh, on last week's uh, WandaVision finale episode, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is much more my wheelhouse than, than magic based stuff. And I'm in a, you know, and mystery box shows are fine. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good mystery box show, but you know, give me some, some espionage, some spy craft, a little, uh, a little action, adventure superhero stuff all kind of mixed together we're gonna have a good time for the next six fridays in a row so you know don't even get out of your chair just keep yourself buckled up keep holding on to your butts we're gonna be back every friday and it's gonna be a great great ride i uh i have very high hopes for the show and if it's like like any other marvel show it's gonna deliver as they all have in the past so i want to thank you all so much for listening to this episode this has been episode 144 of the tomcast podcast my name is tom I want to thank, once again, the official members of Pophead Nation. You can hang out with them at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you get the bonus content. Thank you to the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evils of all circles, the Squid Master General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, making so many of the good beers that we like to drink on this podcast. Remember, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends, enemies, loved ones, despised ones, friends, neighbors, neighbors, dogs, cats, whoever. (laughs) We appreciate it very, very much. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Those help us so, so much. And remember, we are on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, Pandora. We are on uh, Amazon Music, Audible, so many, so many platforms. And if there's something we're not on, let me know. I'll make sure we're on there. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you again. My name is Tom. And and as we close out this podcast, uh, uh, we'll be back very, very soon because we got the Snyder Cut coming up. And then we'll be back next Friday for episode two of The Falcon and Winter Soldier, airing on Disney Plus exclusively. So, hey, until then, ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!